This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Good evening. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is your pal Tom Jacobs from 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 tdjacobs.com, and uh, I'm happy to have you on the show tonight, The Soul's Journey. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about uh, how to deal with collective fear. The subtitle is Ebola, Terrorism, and Everything Else, and I'm going to frame for you these, uh, si- these three situations, the Ebola outbreak, terrorism, including uh, uh, ISIL or Islamic State, and all that stuff, and the ethnic cleansing in the Middle East and the whole business, and also everything else, those three situations, I'm going to frame for you in terms of where we are in our collective evolution as conscious beings. And we have the opportunity, we have the choice at all times to go with fear or not. And so I'm going to talk about that as as a growth opportunity for individuals, and then of course individuals add up, and eventually then you have collective. So, uh, you know, the numbers of people who listen to the show, who listen to the podcast at some point later, the numbers of people who are kind of following this and, and keeping up with me, like we are creating a collective, you and your pursuits and your spiritual studies or astrology uh, studies and efforts, uh, you are uh, creating a new collective through the evolution of your own consciousness, through self-inquiry and also learning to understand others and these spiritual perspectives. So we are creating uh, our evolution, we are doing this, um, but these things in our world exist that can make us afraid, and I want to talk about the individual and collective experience with that. How can? Because I'm going to teach you all the time. Every chance I get, I'm going to tell you that your best strategy for being a human in 2014 is to learn how to open your heart, deal with what's stored in there, get rid of it, uh, process, you know, be grateful for, etc. Uh, get rid of it. Uh, transform your relationship with pain and your history and all the things that have uh, been difficult in your life and are now, and live a hard, open life. Well, how are you going to do that if the world seems full of fear? So that's kind of what this show is about, and I'm inspired um, to to talk about this because um, it's so easy to slip into the current of fear that can seem to surround us when, for example, there's an outbreak of a deadly pathogen, you know, a virus such as such as Ebola. So uh, I'm just inspired to give some perspective. So we're going to do that first with some announcements. Um, yeah, I'm uh, doing the daily calls in October. It is October. Doing 22 daily calls where you can get the MP3s. I'm channeling Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi, who's also known as Thoth or Toth. Toth and Thoth, uh, also Saint Germain and Merlin, other faces or other frequencies he comes through on, and doing energy work during a channel meditation for 20 minutes daily, every day at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern for 20 minutes on a live conference call. But when I did it every day in August for 31 days, we didn't offer the MP3s. This time we are. 
at the end of August, I asked uh, Metatron how I can reach more people. He said, uh, "Give you know, make the MP3s available." So today is October eighth, and we've been doing it obviously eight days thus far. And if you're hearing this now and you're like, "Yeah, I want to get on that," uh, then you can. And what will happen is when you register for the full month, which you can do over the 22 days, all the MP3s, which you can do through tdjacobs.com. On the homepage, you'll see a button on the right that says October Daily Energy Work. And uh, when you register, then I'll give you access to a Dropbox folder that has all the MP3s that exist thus far. There are eight of them if you're keeping track. It's Mercury retrograde, so let's just keep you know keep focused on the basics even though we're having lots of conversations uh, tonight. So eight so far, and um, every night right after the call, I edit the audio and upload the new one. So every day you'll get the new one. You can use these forever to boost, begin, rejuvenate, um, or be able to just get grounded in a daily practice. This is really incredible work to do. And essentially, you're, you're stepping up every day to the vibration, to the level of consciousness of these two beings that I'm channeling and asking you every day if you're willing to be changed for the better by interfacing with their energies and allowing their vibrations to affect you. When you do that enough, things start to change. You start to make decisions in a different way. You start to see clearly what doesn't belong to you. You start to see what, how a past situation may be uh, guiding you right now. And in in a way that doesn't work, you may see that certain relationships or situations or a job or a career or a location and a home, how something might not work for you. And you might need to make a change, but you need to be able to upgrade consciousness, upgrade your vibration and raise it. And that's what these daily calls are all about. So we did it in August without the MP3s. Now in October, you can get the MP3s at any time. So even if you hear this on October 22nd, you say, oh, it's the last day, you can still register and get all 22 MP3s that you can use at will forever and ever and three eternities and the rest of your life. So anyway, I'm really happy about that. I'm excited about that. Um, I will say that in August, because it was the first time I had done it, my whole day revolved around that experience. My whole day organized itself around that. Now, because I've gone through that experience, just as the channel, you know, the person who's facilitating this and, and doing all the the kind of a facilitation, <laughs> um, now it's like, oh, yes, yes, I plan it and I do it and I meditate beforehand and we do it. But my whole day isn't organized around it. And it's, so it's a, it's like a, more of a comfortable part of my lifestyle at this point instead of like the focus of the month. But I'm really happy to be able to do it and I'm getting some good feedback from people uh, uh, that, that makes me that makes me smile and uh, makes me want to keep doing it. So you can get all that info at tdjacobs.com. Uh, upcoming – uh, travel, uh, mentioned on the show before, but I'm going to give you a little more details. Uh, October 24th through the 31st for that last week in October, I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia. For the 24th through the 26th, I'm doing the uh, Body, Spirit, Soul Expo. And um, that's exciting. I'm going to be doing two talks a half-hour talks uh, on the Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday I'm doing a two-hour workshop, which is a heart-opening, grounding, energy-clearing meditation, which is in my heart to travel all over the place and do. And I just did two in the Pacific Northwest of the U.S. when I was in uh, the Portland area, one in Vancouver, Washington, and one in Portland. And I've done them in Tucson. I've done a lot of them over the phone over the last few years. So I'm excited to to get on the road and uh, bring this to Vancouver and meet some new people. If you're in Vancouver... So you can go to the expo, and you'll also have the opportunity to um, – I'm having a booth. I'll be manning a booth. It's my first one. Uh, so I'm, I've been learning 
how to do that and what it means and what it looks like, all these things, and actually having dreams where my guides are showing me, oh, don't forget that detail. And I say, oh, great. Thank you. Like I not sure, you know, it's like my first time, so I need a little guidance, uh, a little support on how to do it. And um, I will have a new set of tiger iron stones as well that you can meet, you can interface with, you can hold, you can touch. And I'll have actually some ones that aren't charged so you can with the ones that are charged so you can feel the difference and really get to know them. And on my Facebook page, I posted a picture on the evolutionary astrology and channeling with Tom Jacobs, that page, not my personal one. I posted a picture of um, basically on this glass plate because they look like petty fours. They look like uh, divine chocolates, these uh, these wonderful little pieces I've been doing. And I have 19 at this point. I've been hard at work the last uh, 10 days or so. So, um, so I'm going to have those and I'll have some books. You can check out the channel books and also, um, sign up for readings. And so the last four days of the week, so the 27th through the 30th, I'll be doing readings in Vancouver. So if you're hearing this and you're saying, I wonder when Tom will go to Vancouver because that's where I live and I would like to get a reading in person, or you know somebody who lives there who might enjoy working with me or get something out of this, uh, soul centered, heart centered, guided approach to astrology and, and metaphysics, uh, the last four days I'm available for uh, private readings in person. And I'll probably also do a couple more heart-opening meditation energy work events uh, during that last week. And the last few days, it would be very small events. So I'm, I'm really excited about getting this together and all the details. And just uh, my first international trip on which I'm working. So just kind of being aware of all those details and learning a lot. So, so that's really cool. That's really cool. And I did renew my passport. And honestly, it was um, just, I can't get over this detail. So I'm going to mention it to you. Like everybody gets to hear it. It took like two minutes. I think they said something like, if you do the expedited, th- expedited thing, it'll be like, um, like three weeks. And I swear it wasn't even one week, which is really amazing. So, um, so I'm all set. I'm ready to go. Anyway, finish the daily calls on the 22nd, and then on the 23rd, I fly uh, fly to Vancouver. So those are those are the announcements. Um, with with this stuff about fear, um, you know, I just I looked up some numbers on uh, the the Wikipedia on the interwebs, and um, and uh, from 1976 when it was first identified through 2013, Ebola. Uh, the World Health Organization, it says, reported a total of 1,700 cases. Now, this outbreak that's ongoing in uh, West Africa, affecting uh, four countries are listed here, uh, uh, Guinea, Sierra Leone, Liberia, and Nigeria. As of early October, about you know under a week ago, uh, s- about 7,500 suspected cases, resulting in about almost 3,500 deaths. So, so this, this is a big deal. And this is happening to people. This is not like I'm not, um, you know, I talk about and actually, you know, my client Mary in Australia asked a few months ago, you're always talking about deciding that you're safe. Well, how can you reconcile that with like what's happening to people? You know, like what's actually happening when people are not safe. And um, and I, what I, one of the things I mentioned then is that some people now are living the kind of real time situations that you are trying to heal from past lives. So in some lives, you're living in a place where you actually are safe. In some lives, you're living in a place where you aren't. If you believe that you're not safe, then you create this around you. But there are times when you are surrounded by a situation that serves your karmic journey that may actually be damaging or hurtful that um, you, you can't get away from 
that serves the journey of your soul, that serves the learning purposes of your soul, that actually may harm you as a, as a human, so you may not actually be safe. My thing with asking you to vibrate that you are safe is to put you in the driver's seat of what you're vibrating. There are some things that come to us that we can't control, but if we live in fear, we will draw those things to us directly. So regarding, regarding Ebola, you know, the first confirmed case in Dallas maybe a week ago, a little over a week ago, and that gentleman has passed away. And then there are other, you know, little news blips and also rumors and, and the rumor mill can get crazy. I think that it's important to be aware that this situation may not go away right away. Cause as, as of right now, there is no, uh, therapeutic or preventative, uh, vaccine. There are like 10 companies, 10 biotech companies that are, or pharmaceutical companies of various kinds who are in process with that. And it's really interesting to, I actually am invested in one of them, which I got into maybe a year, year and a half ago, just because of their, their technology is interesting. And I spent three and a half years working in like paperwork capacities in biotech, uh, when I lived in Boston. And so, um, I kind of have a little familiarity with that industry. So when I was like scraping together some money and like, yeah, I'd like to get together an IRA and do some investing. That's kind of where I went first because that's, you know, of all industries, that's what I understand the most, even if I'm not expert at all of that stuff. Anyway, so I've been reading about this and keeping up and, um, the fear, like, like the fears, the fear is there. The situation will probably get worse in the short term, but you have the opportunity of if you're going to like choose if you're going to be in fear about it this is your opportunity so doing these daily calls or anytime we connect with Jehudi and Metatron uh these uh, these off-world beings who are not living human lives right now that each has been human but is outside the game the space of uh, the gameplay the how do you say that the uh game space of life right now outside the like playing area as you and I are in it um, but, but their perspective is make a decision about how you're going to vibrate. So if you keep up with headlines or you listen to people, you know, you're walking through the hall where you work or where you shop and you're hearing people talk about it or you see headlines or you listen to the radio or you're watching TV or any kind of consuming any kind of news media, you are exposed to a very seductive level of fear. The same with, uh, all the all the stuff in the in the Middle East with um, ISIL or ISIS or the Islamic State, the same exact thing. Though of course, um, very clear to see kind of Ebola reaching different countries through international travel, whereas it's not nearly the same. You know, it's not a parallel situation with that extremist group. You know, you know. You know, exchange. You know, the terror is not exchanged through bodily fluids, and people can take it with them on an airplane. Um, but anyway, the opportunity to encounter fear and to decide how you're going to vibrate is a major part of your life as a human if you're on Earth right now. And um, there are times in our history, there are times in our karmic history, which are in our emotional bodies now and in the collective awareness. There are times when disaster strikes. You, you can't come up with, you know, a place and time on the earth that is completely free. Like you can't, you know, like things happen, you know, completely free of disease or war or tragedy or weather events or something like this. Like this stuff is part of our history. And right now, uh, since the end of the Mayan calendar, at the end of 2011, 
we have the opportunity to confront what makes us afraid. So every day now for the next follow, for the following few weeks or months, when you're hearing about the Middle East terror terrorism business and also uh, the Ebola outbreak and being afraid of if it's going to come to this country in a big way uh, or whatever, any kinds of fears like this and any news stories that resonate with this, be aware that you have the opportunity on how you're going to hear what is happening and what it means. So this takes us to uh, the first break. Please stick with me. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey, and I'll be right back. wondered what your soul is? How about how to create a meaningful life to make the most of your time on earth? In the important new channeled book, Conscious Living, Conscious Dying, Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, explains soul, life, and death to support you in living a meaningful life now. It opens with a description of soul and how it informs and experiences your human life. Creating a meaningful life and an in-depth exploration of death follow, making this a must-have for all humans. Conscious Living, Conscious Dying provides a roadmap for making peace with the reality of life and the fact of death to free you to make the most of your time on Earth. Get your copy of Conscious Living, Conscious Dying now on Amazon, Kindle, or at tdjacobs.com. When you've thought positive thoughts, tried to forgive yourself and others for everything, and read piles of self-help books and still feel stuck, call evolutionary astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs. Consultations with Tom reveal the core of what hurts you and holds you back. Tom changes clients' lives with a personalized blend of evolutionary astrology, messages from spirit guides, Channeling and energy work with Ascended Master Jehudi and Archangel Metatron, chakra cleaning and rebalancing, past life integration, and teaching you to transform what you are manifesting. Tom will provide whatever you need to move through knots, blocks, or bruises. To book a life-changing session with Tom Jacobs, call 213-925-6019 or visit tdjacobs.com Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and uh, talking tonight about how to deal with collective fear, mentioning in the subtitle of the show Ebola and terrorism. Uh, but many, many kinds of stories are going to be uh, vehicles for this. 
how do you deal with fear? How are you going to respond to the collective being afraid? How are you going to respond to people around you, people you love, people you work with, people you interact with on a daily basis? How are you going to respond? From the soul's perspective, every single person in every single life, so every one of its lives across time, are learning to go from experiencing and being motivated by fear to learning to generate and coming from a place of love. You know, and we can substitute a bunch of words for fear, anger, jealousy, pain, what, you know, doubt, all these things, and love, like acceptance, compassion, generosity, kindness, whatever, uh, all these different things. But going from a tenor or vibration of fear into a vibration of love, that's what every human life is about from the soul's perspective. Soul is divine love outside space-time, outside your body. Your soul just is divine love. But the portion, but, but then this portion of divine awareness comes into your body temporarily to forget and you cycle through, oh, am I alone? Am I safe? Is anybody going to protect me? Will I have enough money? You know, whatever. All those fears you cycle through. And that's what every human does. So from the soul's perspective, this situation, you know, if you are, if you are just, um, living your life and you are really not going to be directly affected by either of these situations or others. I mean, because there are myriads, you know, kinds of situations that, you know, people might be afraid of but might never actually get to where you live or wouldn't have anything to do with the culture and the time and place you live in. But um, if you are willing to take on the collective fear, then you're going to be carrying that fear vibrating that fear and in different ways manifesting that fear. So I want you to stop manifesting fear. I want you to decide that things are okay and I want you to decide that you get to make choices and if something doesn't feel right to you, if your body or your heart closed down when you're around something, that you say, yeah, actually then then even if my brain said it was good for me, it must not be good for me. If I'm feeling sick every time I'm going to go do this thing or every time I talk to this person I've been connected to, and I kind of like, I can't concentrate. I don't want to talk to the person. You know, this is a sign that this is bad. So if you're willing to trust yourself, listen to your body, your emotions, and your instincts, then you can steer yourself in the right directions. And if you know you're safe and you're willing to listen to yourself, then you make the right choices. You put yourself in the right time and place, you know, for, for what you are creating. You're working with the flow of life. So you have the opportunity to decide that you're no longer willing to carry collective fear or the fears of others, the emotions of others, the energies, attitudes, beliefs of others. And um, one thing I want to say is that, like, about how seductive this can be, is that in everybody's emotional body, one of these energetic or subtle bodies that informs your consciousness, and this actually in shapes and informs your emotional experience and expression – in everybody's emotional body, which connects your many souls' lives across time. So in an older way of thinking, I say souls' other lives, but if you think of it as past lives and future lives, which most people don't think of when they think of past lives, but they should if they're going to say past lives, they need to include future. But seeing your others, your souls' other lives, the experiences and imprints and graffiti and scratches and dents and knots and bruises are in your emotional body from other lives. So when somebody says, oh, or reads a headline, oh, this terrible thing is happening, somewhere in that person's emotional body, there may be a file that gets referenced, like a data file that gets pulled up, 
and it resonates with whatever that is, whether it's, you know, filed under uh, overwhelming force that kills me or um, disease that kills me or whatever it is. There's this fear of death that in your emotional body, there are a bunch of different markers and uh, you know, markers for in your emotional body. So when you read a headline and you get afraid, several things might happen. You might have something in your emotional body triggered because of a fear of not being safe, etc. Uh, you might also have other people's fear kind of in your space. And when you read this, part of you goes, oh, well, obviously, I should also be afraid. These different things can be happening. So what I recommend is that – and actually, you can use the uh, the free 13-minute MP3 meditation from my homepage, tdjacobs.com. On the lower right-hand side, you'll see a button that says uh, something like free meditation, <laughs> MP3, something like that. Click that. A player opens in some browsers. In other browsers, it will download automatically. But if a player opens, don't think that you have to be online to use it. Right-click on the player, and then you can say save audio as dot, dot, dot. And then you can download it to your machine. But anyway, use that to clear energies out that don't belong to you, to open your heart, to generate fourth chakra energy, which is generating love. When you do that, you start generating positivity. Doesn't mean that you're like, um, you know, Mary or Marty Sunshine, and you know the sun's always shining. It means that you're able to generate positive perception, positive energy at will, which means that you no longer need to be susceptible to the things that are going around. You know how um, that cold, that flu, that bug—it's going around. It's the same thing with. Fears about Ebola. It's going around. And if people internalize the fear, it will, especially from the collective, which will be like kind of a root chakra um, thing that's spreading, a root chakra, the first chakra, it will affect their immunity. Because if you don't feel safe, you're going to create a weakened immunity. So this is one of the reasons why we, we, the channel beings and myself, harp on this constantly. Decide that you're safe. Decide that you're safe. Decide that you're safe because it strengthens your root chakra. And um, one of one of my students in intuitive skills class recently asked, "Isn't uh, but if you oh, asking me about going against some of the cultural and family and ancestral and ethnic training, religious group training that we may receive? If we go against that, that's our root chakra." So doesn't that uh, – the implication was doesn't that kind of leave the root chakra imbalanced? And I said, well, then you fill in the gaps by deciding that you're safe. You get to make your own decisions by deciding that the universe is supportive. Think of synchronicities where your new life was on your side. Like you fill in the gaps. You strengthen your root chakra. You strengthen immunity. You strengthen your immunity on all levels. There are people who uh, come into my sphere who, who think – have been taught – or who perceive that they need protection from negative energy, and you don't. As I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, if you're coming to me, I will say, live a heart open life. Open your heart. Be aware. Feel what's happening in the world around you. You know, be aware of it. But you don't have to engage with it. You don't have to take it on. You don't have to carry it. And it's a skill that is learned over time through grounding. And that's why that MP3 on my site is free, so that you can play with this on your own. You want guidance, you want feedback and help, call me for a session, call me for a class. But it's free so that you can start to put yourself in the driver's seat of making these empowering decisions 
clearing out your space of what doesn't belong to you and what doesn't help you. But um, in your emotional body from different lives, there are going to be fears. And that's going to be true for everybody, though the fears are different. Like I'm, I'm not being facetious when I say that for this person, uh, it's tidal wave uh, being, being eaten by big cats in the jungle and um, uh, having a tree fall on them. <laughs> Whatever, some kind of like mishmash or composite of fears for this other person um it's drowning um falling off a great height and being killed by a loved one uh or or knives you know being stabbed with a knife for this other person it's like going to war not even like fighting or or being killed but the fear is going to war because in some life that's what's happening and um being poisoned and whatever so anyway we have all these kinds of um uh, different recipes of fear. And it's not just to say that each person has two or three. Every person has many, many, many of them uh, because you're living many, many thousands, if not millions of lives, uh, including animal lives. So we should probably just say millions right off the bat um, across your timeline. And all those things are in your body now or in your emotional body now. So think about whatever it is on a personal level that makes you afraid. What have you learned about your life thus far that you know, yeah, yeah, that thing or those five things, like, yeah, that's a trigger or those are really triggers for me. That's your individual thing. But the, but the kind of like um, the sense that something is doomed might go with some of them, right, or all of them in their different ways. But if that's triggered by reading a headline about something different, like if you, if you um, have a thing about, um, you know, dying from some disease, but then you read a thing about Ebola, it's not the same disease, perhaps. Maybe you have a fear of, like I had a friend years ago who um, has a, a karmic thing about expressing sexuality, and she told me that when she was a little kid, she was born in the early 80s, and, and she was terrified that she would, I mean, being a little kid, like 8, 9, 10 years old, like before this was, you know, even ever going to happen. She was terrified of getting an STD. And she has a thing, she had a thing in a different life when I looked into her emotional body and looked at her chart and kind of, you know, tied it all together that there's this thing about being publicly shamed because of an STD. So she had that, that fear. But the thing about the broad category of disease may actually at certain points trigger her if she doesn't, you know, work with those fears or ground them and decide that, that these are not what her life is about. So, you know, all of us have died at some point in the Earth timeline from disease. You know, not everybody in every life. It's, I mean, it's actually, it's literally not possible to never experience a violent death or to never experience a starvation death or, you know, all these things are real about the human experience. And this is what's happening in our emotional bodies to some degree. The triggers are there. We read a headline. We hear a thing. Oh, now Ebola is in this country. And that fear is there. The other thing to talk about, the fear can be triggered. The other thing to talk about is that we don't know what to do with nature. We've been trying to control it. I was actually listening to uh, some interview today with uh, some person who wrote some book. It's about as specific as I – no, that's not true. Um, and it was a person who realized – like he heard somebody say that uh, the birth control pill was the most important invention of the 20th century. And he said, and he realized he didn't know where that came from. So he, he, he got on his research bit and wrote and ended up writing a book. So I was listening to him talk about the development of this. And, um, and it was really spearheaded by people who wanted to control 
this reproductive cycle to give, you know, in the spirit of women uh, being able to embody equality in the workplace and, and socially with men. Equality. That was, that was the kind of goal. But it was all about controlling the natural body. So anyway, so that's like one manifestation of that. And if you're familiar with my work, you know that I talk a lot about that in the Lilith book and on all the Lilith stuff that I work with about controlling nature, controlling the, the, the natural cycles and rhythms and wisdom of the body and how we can actually control ourselves out of being able to hear what our bodies say and then fearing that our bodies even exist. So this is also part of the Ebola thing. We don't know how to understand when our bodies get sick. We don't hear the message of the body. We don't say, oh, okay, well, gosh, I'm getting a cold. What we think is, what we think right away is, um, oh yeah, I got that thing that's going around. Or, oh yeah, I know when it happened. I was holding that bar on the subway and it was kind of grimy and I forgot to wash my hand. Whatever it is, like we have this kind of like cause and effect thing where, oh well, my kid was with other kids. Kids are always sick. Anyway, so this cause and effect thing with how we get sick and why we get sick. But the fact is that we're constantly being exposed to all those things that are going around, even when they're not said to be going around. We are constantly exposed to all those kinds of pathogens. If we know we are safe, our immune systems are strong. This is not like baloney or smoke to blow up secret places. That's not what this is. It's not like saying, well, just decide that, that everything's okay. But it's like when you vibrate, I'm not susceptible to the fear, the bug, the cold, the flu. I'm not susceptible. I'm not available for that. I'm not available for people's fears about the collapse of the U.S. financial system. I'm not available to entertain people's hatred of who, whomever it is that's occupying the White House as a chief executive. Like I'm not available for people to hate this minority or that minority. You know, I'm not available for those things. When you do that, that increases your energetic immunity which boosts your self-confidence. It, 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 it enables you to be able to evolve as a conscious being because you start to recognize what fear outside of you looks like, what fear inside of you looks like, and you get to realize that you have the choice on whether or not to deal with these things or how you're going to manage your own or transform your relationship with your own fears and how you're going to observe the external fears but not take them on and carry them. So, if you're somebody who doesn't feel safe or who perhaps perceives that you have a compromised or weakened immune system, even to the point of having an autoimmune disorder, which would be um, you know, maybe a clinically diagnosed version or an extremer version of a compromised immune system other than just like I seem to get colds a lot or whatever. I get what's going around when it's going around. This is not normal. Like it's normal for the body – to feel weakened at times. It's normal for your body to say, hey, you're too busy, relax, or hey, I have to sleep right now because you've been too stressed out. You're not sleeping enough. That's normal. But it's not normal to be a, a herd animal and get what's going around. Essentially, that's normal for, we could say, the Piscean age, which we're coming out of. The Aquarian age is, is a lot more individualistic, being aware of yourself. What what community, what uh, consciousness, what zeitgeist do you want to plug into? That's that's the uh, ethos of the Aquarian age. But you have to unplug from the herd instinct, the herd mentality that gets you lost in, oh, yeah, 
when there's a cold going around, I always get that. I always get what's going around. Ha ha ha. It's not funny. It's not natural. It's not normal. If you're that person, not trying to pick on you. Well, I guess, no, I'm, I'm not trying to, but it may, I may maybe seem like I am. But when it comes to that, you should observe that this is a reflection that you may not know that you're strong and safe, that you can say no thank you to energies you don't want to entertain, you don't want to play with. Everything I'm doing right now is shifting toward that. I'm still doing astrology stuff. I'm still doing like this whole, you know, um, dog and pony show, frankly, for all my subscribers to tdjacobs.com. Now the podcast subscribers, you know, that you might be hearing this, the thousands of you, but the, uh, the uh, monthly user's manual that I'm doing, I still do all that astrology, the really in-depth stuff. Sometimes on the show you hear me doing some astrology stuff. I'm still doing astrology readings. But this whole thing about your where what the state of your consciousness is and what you're willing to experience and how strong you feel, do you know that you are an individual divine being with the power to co-create reality? Do you know that? That's really becoming uh, a focus for me. So if you're hearing this and you're like, well, I still want an astrology reading from you. Yeah, call me. I do that. I'm happy to do that. I love doing that. But as far as like when my, my kind of um, meditative research is less about astrology right now and it's more about how to develop tools and deliver them that will help you evolve consciousness in advance. So stick with me. This is Tom Jacobs on the soul's journey taking the second break right now. Positive thoughts, tried to forgive yourself and others for everything, and read piles of self-help books and still feel stuck? Call evolutionary astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs. Consultations with Tom reveal the core of what hurts you and holds you back. Tom changes clients' lives with a personalized blend of evolutionary astrology, messages from spirit guides, channeling and energy work with Ascended Master Jehudi and Archangel Metatron, chakra cleaning and rebalancing, past life integration, and teaching you to transform what you are manifesting. Tom will provide whatever you need to move through knots, blocks, or bruises. To book a life-changing session with Tom Jacobs, call 213-925-6019 or visit tdjacobs.com. Ever wondered what your soul is? How about how to create a meaningful life to make the most of your time on Earth? In the important new channeled book, Conscious Living, Conscious Dying, Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, Explain soul, life, and death to support you in living a meaningful life now. It opens with a description of soul and how it informs and experiences your human life. Creating a meaningful life and an in-depth exploration of death follow, making this a must-have for all humans. Conscious Living, Conscious Dying provides a roadmap for making peace with the reality of life and the fact of death to free you to make the most of your time on Earth. Get your copy of Conscious Living, Conscious Dying now on Amazon, Kindle, or at tdjacobs.com. 
welcome back to the Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And um, if you like the show, you can donate to support it. I always appreciate help to keep this life-affirming original content on. Um, it is work to do, and it costs uh, money to produce. And I'm, I'm happily accepting a donations through tdjacobs.com. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. And uh, also, the 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 Oh my gosh, I'm having a Mercury retrograde moment. The um, the feed is available in Stitcher and Player FM as well. So, um, yeah, so talking about this collective fear stuff, everything I've said thus far about this immunity, about Ebola and sickness and the cold and the flu and what's going around, it applies to fears about terrorism. It applies to fears about the financial system, you know, breaking down. It applies to every, it applies to everything that may induce fear that the collective will, will latch onto. And, um, you know, part of this can be thought of in terms of the Pluto Uranus squares. Uranus and Aries, the need to be free. We have these, but if, if you're not aware of this, we have seven squares between early 2012 and March of 2015. Say like April 2012 and March 2015. Seven squares. And, um, they're outer planets that move slowly and there's like this real impact as they grind against each other. Squares are always pressure and friction. Think of tectonic plates mounting pressure eventually something's got to give uranus and aries is about the freedom to be bold and original but the courage developing the courage to break free from what confines you what restricts and constricts you put on capricorn is the other planet involved and this is about our deep unconscious relationship with who's in charge that's one way to look at it I joke around sometimes. I say, "Who's your daddy?" This is the the, the the theme or the headline for for this transit. This uh, you know, whatever over a dozen years. I can't even think. Two thousand eight to like two thousand twenty four, something like that. Is Pluto and Capricorn? Definitely one in January of two thousand eight. And um, uh, who's your daddy? Who's in charge? Where have you given power? And so we've seen like the financial crisis in two thousand eight. We've seen all this stuff resulting from that the last six years. Um, all these different things. But basically, um, who's in charge? Where have you given power? And, and so, uh, you know, in, in certain ways, I think that is one of the collect, the vehicles that the collective gets to experience. Um, who has, who, who's in charge of my health? Because if you think that an Ebola outbreak in West Africa is going to come and find you somehow, if you think that, you're vibrating fear. That, I'm not criticizing you for this because our brains do this. Our brains naturally go to, Contingency plans, worst case scenarios, fear. That's what the brain's job is to go into fear. That's one of the, one of the jobs when it's in charge. It's, you know, it, it will go into fear to keep you from getting hurt. You think, well, hey, yeah, I'm taking care of myself, but you're run by fear. So if you're in your body, you're trusting your instincts, you're vibrating. I'm willing to generate love at will. You know, I can do this. I can actually create a better scenario around me. If you're taking charge of that, you're in the driver's seat with that, then you don't need to be paranoid or suspicious that a pathogen from some other part of the world is going to come and get you. And I'm kind of saying that in a smart aleck way intentionally because when you realize if you're having fear, if you're looking at people who are having fear about this, look at what they're – look at – give words to the fear and look at the furrowed brow and get words put to that, that con- consternated look, that concerned look and that, that frustration. And then 
read between the lines of whatever the person says next and see it as fear. Like, for example, in certain places, anybody of either, you know, who seems to be of, I mean, this is certain places, not everywhere, uh, seems to be of African descent or is from Africa, right? Like, either way, is or seems. Those, there are people who are receiving, you know, uh, criticism and fear and pr- prejudice because of the Ebola thing. And I was actually, I was listening to a radio interview the other day with, um, a man from, uh, Eritrea who hosts a radio show in Atlanta and a lot of African people listen. And, uh, African people in America listen to the show in, in the Atlanta area. And, um, he was saying, you know, basically, as I was just reading between the lines, Eritrea is in East Africa. This situation is happening in West Africa. Do you know how big the continent is? So anyway, so, so people in his community are reporting being treated poorly because of people's just like knee-jerk reaction to the fears of, you know, as though the entire continent is now this pit of sickness or something like that. He didn't use those words. I'm just being dramatic. But, but anyway, listen, you know, when people say things like this or people have these opinions, we are surrounded by that at some points and we will be. People will have their judgments. People's fear will increase. Their minds will uh, take over and develop baloney uh, theories about things and, you know, uh, the, 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 they should do something about this. The government should do – whatever it is, that stuff will increase. So it's your opportunity to choose if you're going to absorb that. I want you to be able to encounter it so you're not afraid of going places. You're not afraid of interacting with different kinds of people. But be clear that you're not available to traffic in or take on or carry the fear that's floating around. Be very clear about that. And like I said, translate this into anything that may be fear-inducing. Um, the Ebola outbreak in West Africa and then, of course, perhaps – you know, perhaps – spreading to some other places beyond these these four particular countries, that may happen. Are you going to be afraid about that now? If it does happen, if – then I don't say this to make anybody afraid or to write me tomorrow and say that was a bad move. But like if – let's say there were 10 more confirmed cases announced tomorrow in different parts of the U.S. Like that would be the impetus for panic. So, so far we have like the, the, the gentleman in Dallas who did pass away and we have a couple of other mentions and then somebody in, I guess maybe a girl in Florida, a young woman or a girl, um, who had had it but survived and was released and then the hospital announced it. And, you know, so there are some other conversations happening about this and suspected cases in other places. Um, but if that were to happen, would you succumb to fear? Like it's your choice. If tomorrow, 40 cases were announced in the U.S., would you give in to fear? And I'm challenging you to decide that you're not going to. I also want you to realize that in some of the, these four countries in West Africa, the, you know, some of the living conditions and some of the ways that this is treated and some of the cultural things about, for example, um, you know, cultural traditions about treating dead bodies, this is one of the ways that this is spread in some of those places. 
um, you know, ritual washing of the body and, and that exposes people to the bodily fluids, of course. And anyway, so, so there, some of these things in other parts of the world are not in place. So if you're sitting in suburbia somewhere in the United States, wondering if you're going to succumb to the fear of Ebola, realize that the containment measures here are very different. Everything's very different here as it is different in lots of different parts of the world. So there's that logic in there. And as I mentioned, there are 10 companies at present count who are working on vaccines. And um, and um, I think one of them, I was trying to tell Kara about this a little bit, but it was kind of a big story. And she was like, um, you have to go back. I was telling her during the break. Um, but like one of the, one of the companies, I, it's, the, it's the one that I happen to be invested in that, that is um, – um, it does a DNA vaccine, which is very different than taking like dead virus material. So anyway, so I think after the research that I've done on it, I, I suspect that this would be the one out of the 10 that would actually really be able to do this. But who knows? Like we don't know what's going to happen. But are you going to submit to fear? Like are you going to decide that you're afraid? And this is completely up to you. I'm having the image now of – um I mentioned it on the show at different times that I was raised in a Jewish family and there were certain things in my family said that like um, that my mom would kind of come – but it would come down through my mom but it was kind of a thing, kind of in the air in different generations. And some of our ancestors had, had left uh, Poland and the Ukraine in the late 19th century because of pogroms, like the the kind of ethnic cleansing of the time of Jews in that part of the world. And so there's a thing that like, well, if you go to Russia, don't tell anybody you're Jewish. So there's that. There's this other thing about um, the Middle East in general. You know, like I, I was, I had a girlfriend a few years ago who had family in Egypt, and we we're playing around with the idea, of perhaps going there like the next summer or something like that. And you know, my mom brought that fear to me. And um, you know, well, don't tell anybody you know that you're Jewish. And uh, first of all, I don't feel Jewish. I Anyway, but I so I'm not. I don't feel like I am. I don't feel like it would be authentic to say that I am. Just kind of I was born and raised that way. Just I'm very far away from that. It doesn't make sense to me anymore. But um, but, you know that fear, that fear of what would happen to you. These are old fears from previous generations that are handed down. We're dealing with that individually within our families, and we're dealing with that individually within our own minds about our own experiences and what we may be afraid of, and then also collectively. And so you know what I was saying about. Things being etched or, or written into or, or bruised into your emotional body from a bunch of different lives, if you're willing to be in the present moment and to learn to deal with what your fears are and to see the impact that generating fear has, then you can manage the fears that you have intentionally. Um, the Soul's Journey 3, a case study, uh, is a great resource for this where I write about 19 of my soul's other lives, essentially past life memories and how I've learned to work with those energies. Some of them are not about fear, but many of them are about intense fears and different uh, volatile emotions that result from fear, anger, you know, defensiveness, depression, rage, that kind of thing. But anyway, if you're going to read The Soul's Journey 3, you need to read the other two as well. So read the whole trilogy. But um, but but it's a great way to look at how things come up that are etched in the emotional body, how they come up in our daily lives, uh, you know, living in the 2000s here. So, um, so you have the choice on how you deal with your own fears. You have the choice on how you deal with the fears of others. I'd actually love it if you use that 13-minute free MP3 meditation and you join the daily calls in October 
uh, and get the MP3s of those, and you and you experience what it's like to step up to Jehudi and the the, the channeled MP3 is kind of like me half in the channeling space, and it, it you can tell it's channeled. But the daily calls with Metatron and Jehudi are definitely channeled, including energy work. Um, and you get this opportunity of stepping up to this level of consciousness every day, encountering it, meeting it, and saying, yes, I'm willing to be positively affected by this better way of seeing something, this healthier way, this less complicated, this less fear-based, this more love, compassion, self-confidence, self-validation-based way of seeing things. And so this is, this is the, the frontier of human evolution. Like, this is it. It's not about hoping for the best. It's not about um, uh, l- learning more about you know all these kinds of interesting systems people write these crazy metaphysical books about. It's not about it's not about the brain research. It's not about the ideas of what's happening here. It's about your experience of being a human. Um, so putting it into practice. And that's why that's why I'm doing a lot of this channeling work right now. There's actually a, a rich ba- uh, backlist of MP3s um, on my site, on tdjacobs.com, on the media page. And um, I think you can get there from the store page and the media page. And um, all kinds of channel things to help you deal with different issues and come out. And actually, Increasing Immunity is a two MP3 set that, that's available there, which I encourage you to check out. One is a channel meditation where Jehudi basically lectures on what immunity is spiritually and how that affects us physically. And then there's a meditation to use constantly to, or, you know, over and over again to increase immunity and do that. So I highly recommend that you check that out. Uh, we're coming up to, uh, to the end of the show. If you like the show, rate it. And review it in iTunes. That helps a lot. And also, um, you can support the show through tdjacobs.com. You can do a monthly donation of different amounts or a one-time thing. And um, I am going to start to be traveling here over the next few months, the next year. I'm going to be traveling more. You're going to hear I'm going to be in different places. And uh, uh, if you really want me to come to your your area and you want to host an event – or you have a suggestion of a local astrology or spirituality group that you feel uh, might be a good fit uh, for me to uh, to bring my my business to, my stuff to, uh, let me know. Be in contact through Tom at tdjacobs.com. Um, but keep your, you know, if you uh, know people in Vancouver, BC, or you're there, I'm going there at the end of October as part of this uh, as part of this kind of outreach thing to do more meditation events to give you the chance in person to tune up to the 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 more conscious vibrations of these other two beings these more loving and confident uh, vibrations so um this is tom jacobs and this is uh the soul's journey and uh thank you for joining me and i will talk to you live next week you've been listening to the soul's journey with tom jacobs a fresh look at astrology and soul Inspired by Channeled Wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.